Welcome to Many Windows, Conversations on Ministry. I'm your podcast host, Julie Taylor, and I'm coming to you from Meadville Lombard Theological School in Chicago. This is part three of a four-part series on student loan repayment. And in this episode, we are going to talk specifically about public service loan forgiveness. My guest is once again the dazzling Reverend John Coffey, Assistant Director of Financial Aid and Student Services here at Meadville Lombard Theological School. Whether you're getting ready to graduate or were graduated a while ago but are still paying student loans, this episode could have important information that could apply to you. Public service loan forgiveness is an important topic, and it is the third of four podcasts on this overall topic of federal student loans. Now, uh, student loan repayment is a hot topic right now in general, and things are changing all the time. John and I recorded this episode on March 20th, 2022. Depending on when you listen to it, some of the details may not be the same. As you'll hear John say a few times during this conversation, please go to www.studentaid.gov. That's studentaid.gov. That is the place to go to always find the most up-to-date information. Hey, John. How are we doing? I'm all right. Here we are to work on part three of this four-part podcast series on federal loans, federal student loan repayment. And this part three is on public service loan forgiveness. Really important topic right now. So let's let's go really important topic and and really uh as we've as we've previously discussed really uh confusing there's a lot of information and misinformation out there and uh as as you know i'm going through this process and you're going through this process and we've had many conversations ourselves um i think i want to start this episode by just saying you know the same things that we've said at the beginning of the previous two episodes the three places you want to be going to get information related to your specific situation is going to be studentaid.gov your federal student aid information that you use to log into the fafsa is going to be the same information that you use to log into studentaid.gov it's going to give you all the information on your current loans who the loan servicers are what your balances are Second place you want to be going to is your loan servicers directly, so the companies that own and manage your loans. And then the third place you can go is uh, the financial aid office, either at Meadville Lombard or at uh, the school where you where you took out the loans. And all of those folks, like all three of those places, are are required to give you the accurate information related to your specific situation. Um, So those are the three places you want to be going. Uh, This episode is just kind of designed to be like big picture overview and not necessarily advice on your specific situation. All right. Thank you. So where are we going to get started with public service loan forgiveness? I think I think the place to start with public service loan forgiveness is to start with just like a general distinction, um, because it's it's. It's very, there's all these terms out there, income-driven repayment plans and public service loan forgiveness and Mm -hmm. the public service loan forgiveness waiver and all of that. So I think we can kind of take a step back. We, the previous episode we did was on uh, income-driven repayment plans. And the reason we started there is that income-driven repayment plans apply to basically all federal student loans. And 
It's not related to your employment or anything like that. Basically, it's a way for you to make your loan payments more affordable. Um, public service loan forgiveness is the program for working in public service okay. and having your loans forgiven after a certain amount of time. So uh, the way the way that uh, studentaid.gov defines the public service loan forgiveness is it says if you are employed by a U.S. federal, state, local, or tribal government or a not-for-profit not organization, you may be eligible for public service loan forgiveness. The public service loan forgiveness program forgives the remaining balance on your direct loans after you have made 120 qualifying monthly payments under a qualifying repayment plan while working full-time for a qualifying employer. Now that's, that's, okay. a, that's a mouthful, but basically uh, the public service loan forgiveness is designed to, um, you know, assuming everything is in place and everything is, all the paperwork is correct, uh -huh. after you've worked for a nonprofit or for the government for 10 years, okay. the amount of your federal student loans are forgiven. Okay, but whatever's left. Whatever's left over, yes, right. uh, minus the payments that you've made. Right. Um, so, you know, the 120 qualifying payments is is supposed to come from 120 uh, divided by 12, Right. you know, 10 years, you know, right. that kind of thing. Um, but there's a lot of confusion out there because, you know, the, the, the qualifying payments, mm -hmm. um, as it mentioned, depends on the qualifying repayment plan. Right. Um, so there's all these, you know, there's all these qualifiers. I'm going to start with the qualifying repayment plan. Yes, please. Um, yes. So the qualifying repayment plan, that's why we started with uh, income-driven repayment plans in the second episode that we That's recorded. right. Episode two, if you haven't caught that one yet, catch that one because this is, they are directly linked and one they are. does need to come before you can do the other one. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so basically... Your first step in if you're if you're going to be looking for public service loan forgiveness, your first step is to contact your employers and ask them about the income driven repayment plans. And you want to get all of your federal loans that you are looking to have forgiven. You want to get them all on an income driven repayment plan. Right. Um, which which, as we've also talked about, just I'm not going to go into the weeds on it. That could mean that this is where you have to know sure. and contact you may have loans with more than one servicer and more than one loan and filling this form out and getting approved for it in one place does not automatically get it approved in all the in any other place so if you have more than one federal student loans you'll have to do this process right within different servicers right. you'll have to do this process for all of them exactly okay exactly and and you know that that those multiple servicers and multiple loan payments that may be a reason for looking into a federal uh, direct consolidation loan, which we'll also record an episode on uh, mm -hmm. later, um, because the federal direct student loan uh, consolidation loans also qualify for both the income driven repayment plans and for uh, the public service loan forgiveness. Excellent. All right. So. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to record this episode is that um, public service loan forgiveness has been in the news a lot. And loan forgiveness, you know, lowercase l, lowercase f is uh, yeah. all over the news right now. And, you know, as we said in previous episodes, the information that we're recording on March 21st, 2022 could change between now and even next week. You know, it's, right. it's, it's always shifting. Um, but Generally speaking, one of the recent developments 
that has happened in public service loan forgiveness, um, two two recent developments that are that are relevant to to people to people listening to this podcast. The first is that there is currently a public service loan forgiveness waiver opportunity. Ah. Um, which basically that that gets into what we were talking about in previous episodes about like folks applying for loan forgiveness and getting denied right. or they they may have worked for an employer in the past and for yep. whatever reason they were denied public service loan forgiveness yep um basically right now until october october of 2022 um there is a a waiver in place that allows people to reapply for public service loan forgiveness if they think that they would have otherwise qualified for payments and and through their employment, they can apply to get those um, reconsidered. Wow, that's um, huge. Yes, that's huge. It's it's huge, and 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 the clock is ticking. So, um, you've got about six months left to to apply and get this requested. So that can mean just so that I'm mm-hmm. that can mean that. Uh, let's say I've been out of school for a long time. And let's say uh, when I got out of school, like I did a CPE residency at a hospital, if that was a nonprofit that has potential, I don't know for sure, not asking you to tell me for sure. Sure. But if uh, I and and then so that that one, I at the time didn't, uh, didn't put in paperwork and didn't have employers take a look at all that. Because you know, the confusion around how all this works. Uh, it's possible that that year could be considered a year uh, that would have counted for that's right income driven uh, that that income driven repayment for or potentially as part of this process for the public service loan forgiveness. Uh, or right. my first my first couple years uh, of working in a congregation at one point could potentially. Yes, yes, so, it could. Now, so now is the time. We've got about six more months. Right now, again, we're in March, end of the end of March. We got to the end of October uh, to get back in the system and find out and at least try. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, an- another reason that this this kind of waiver is temporarily in place is that, you know, there were all these investigations done by the Department of Education that found that uh, loan servicers were not being, we'll just say, forthcoming with borrowers about why they were getting denied. So, mm-hmm. you know, in years past, folks were applying for these year after year and just getting told that, no, your payments don't qualify. Yep. With with no explanation of why they didn't qualify, no, like, here's how you rectify the situation, or we didn't have this signature, or you didn't have this piece. Right. Um, the, the waiver is designed to allow for folks to go back and have those retroactively reconsidered. Great. Um, the other thing that's important to know is that, you know, right now, as we're recording this, uh, federal student loan payments and interest are all suspended. Right. Um, for COVID reasons, because for, of for COVID, COVID reasons, things, right? Right. Because of the pandemic and, and uh, pandemic relief. Um, during this period, even if you're not making payments, those those suspended payments count towards public service loan forgiveness. Right. So you know um, if you've you know if you even if you haven't made a payment since I think it was March of 2020 or maybe April of 2020, mm-hmm. you still have you can still get qualifying payments assuming you meet all the other requirements. You can still get qualifying payments for the past two years even if you haven't paid anything on your federal wow. student. Loan. Okay. Um, so that's that's the waiver piece. The other thing that I want to mention, and this is relevant for for our students, is that 
as of July 1st, 2021, the rules and regulations were revised so that ministers and folks working in specifically religious organizations, mm -hmm. as long as they were 501c3 nonprofits, mm -hmm. um, ministers and religious workers now also qualify for public service loan forgiveness. And that right there is huge. Huge. And that was just that's le that that is less than a year old. It is. It is. Okay. And 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 another reason that folks will want to uh, take advantage of the waiver right now, right? Because that is all that can again asterisks here. Your your mileage may vary. That can be um, retroactive. So if you've been working for you know a church as a minister for the last you know five years, six years, it's possible that through this waiver program, you can get those reconsidered and get qualifying payments um, for uh, for those payments that you made while working for a church. But that will only happen if you get your paperwork in before October 31st of 2022. So this is something to get moving on. Exactly, right. exactly. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd say kind of, that's probably a good place to stop with public service loan forgiveness. Okay. Um, the next question, excuse me. Um, the next question that folks have is like, okay, what should I do? Um, well, right on the webpage that we'll link on studentaid.gov, it says to ensure you're on the right track, you should submit. And I'm just going to warn you, this is a long name for a form. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you should submit the public service loan forgiveness, PSLF, and temporary expanded PSLF, TEPLP, SLF certification and application form, uh, which is a long way of saying there is a one specific form that you use uh, that you fill out, and it's it's the one that is a little confusing because if you read the language on it, it's gonna it's gonna read like you're applying for the end of the ten years. It's gonna read like you're applying for I've I've made all my payments. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna submit this. Uh, I'm going to submit this form, but it's it's the form that you use throughout the process. And it's the it's same a, form every year. You fill out that same form. Exactly. Gotcha. And and it's pretty straightforward. You just get your you just get your employer to sign off on it, um, you know, and it, it has instructions for, you know, what information they need. But it's okay. uh, it's pretty straightforward. Um, and you submit that along the way. And even if you, you know, let's say you've only made payments for the last five years, or if you've only been graduated for two years, you can go ahead and fill that out and turn it into your loan servicer. And the loan servicer will certify, tell you the number of qualifying payments that you've made. Okay. And if there are payments that didn't qualify, they're required to tell you why they didn't qualify. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a federal requirement. All right. So, and one of the reasons could be you weren't in an income driven repayment plan. Could be, but I think they're. I think that is one of the things that they're waiving right now. Oh, is okay, that, good. That loan servicers didn't necessarily explain that to people. Yep. Um, and so people were on sometimes even standard repayment plans, which meant that they were paying a lot of money every month. Right. Right. And we're told that they didn't qualify. Right. So I think that's that's one of the waiver uh, issues gotcha. right now. There's a lot of the the October 31st of this year deadline is. A, a relaxation of a lot of these requirements and a lot of these regulations. Mm. So now is the time to now's the time to do it. Into it. So let me ask you: if if let's say you're going back a couple of years, you know, two, three, four, maybe 
five, six years ago, maybe even longer with an employer that you maybe uh, you send it to the HR department of a hospital or of a uh, congregation, whoever else, wherever else it was uh, that you may have been working, a nonprofit that you may have been working for uh, right after you got out of school send it to their HR and they just need to sign because all they're certifying is that you work there between this date and this date. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, okay. That would be the easiest way if, mm -hmm. is if somebody at one of your previous employers would just sign off on it. That would okay. be the easiest way. Mm -hmm. um, I will say one of the annoying things is that they require um, what's called a wet signature. So digital signatures, they'll accept digital signatures, but only if they're like a, a picture of a handwritten signature. Wow. So that okay. can be a little annoying. I just had one of my forms denied um, because I didn't have a wet signature on it. Um, All right. So that could take, I mean, for some organizations, for some organizations, like I'm thinking some of us that maybe did, like I said, residencies or something right. at hospitals that have had many HR potential HR folks for a, you know, a while, it could take the next several months to get somebody that would actually verify your employment there and would actually sign off on it potentially, sure. right? Like this is this, this, especially if you need a wet signature and you don't live there any longer. I mean, this could take a, this could take a bit of time. It could, it could. Um, so, you know, so that, that's another reason to, to start the process now looking into it. Um, I will say that there are some uh, contingency plans uh, available. So like if you, you know, if your employer went out of business or oh, okay. you know, something like that, uh, talk to your student loan, your loan servicer, okay. um, because they will be able to talk through your situation with you and tell you what, uh, what they recommend as far as next steps. Okay. All right. Anything else we need to know connected to public lo service loan forgiveness? I would say, um, keep keep a paper trail so mm. not only not only like don't just rely on your loan servicer to store your documents for you mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you're downloading if they say hey here's a pdf and we've certified these number of payments save that on your computer print it out save your own copy that's separate from your loan servicer because one of the things that's going to be really rocky in the next couple of years is that several loan servicers are pulling out of the federal student loan program, moving into the federal student loan program, and they're supposed to share information, but these are mergers and separations of big corporations. And right. They don't always have the the average user's best interest in mind. So keep, <laughs> keep your own records right. um, and start the process now, even if you're only two years out from graduation or you've only been working for an employer for two years, start the process now. You can certify as you go. So those are the big takeaways. Right. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for this. Absolutely. I appreciate this conversation. Uh, again, these are these are really important conversations to be having now. It is it is not too early. It is not too late to get uh, to, to start getting some ducks in order around uh, income driven repayment plans, public service loan forgiveness programs. And the next uh, part that we are going to talk about in the next section is going to be federal loan consolidation. All of these under the heading of federal student loan repayment. So thank you very much, John, and I look forward to our next conversation. Absolutely, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Many Windows, Conversations on Ministry is a production of Meadville Lombard Theological School. Our theme music is Destination by Just Thea. This episode was produced by Julie Taylor, and as always, a special thank you to Tomo Hilbo.